Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the land of the dangling ellipsis. I am Steve, <laughs> speaks in complete sentences, Olivas, and he is James trying to assemble words into meaningful syntax before we begin recording Breakwell. <laughs> and James, <laughs> how are you doing today? I was extremely coherent today. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I held an entire conversation. I listened to facts about your life. I retained those facts. What more do you want from a conversation? Do you want like intense eye contact? It's not going to happen. We're not in the same room. First of all, you told me roughly five-eighths of a story of your kids being home from school today and then immediately said, let's start recording, and then stopped and said, we need a topic, and then said, I don't know if I can uh, log into Spotify, and then I just counted us in because I'm tired of waiting. The entire story is my kids are home from school, they're doing e-learning today, and my wife took off the week to be with them. So my wife is home, the kids are home, and I always work from home, so that means everybody's home. So in order to record downstairs, not on my phone, at the actual desktop, I would have to evict five people, two pigs, and one dog from the floor. Or I could haul everything upstairs and record in our hit, our bedroom up here. So that's what I did. So because I value our podcast and our friendship so much, I stole my wife's <laughs> phone because this is a two-phone operation when I come up here. I had to build a tower of pillows. I almost destroyed my phone when the tower toppled over because, shockingly, it was not built to the Army Corps of Engineers' standards. And then, while I'm doing all of this, you I'm just holding, took it, it, my joke Oh my An God! Informative conversation. Are, I I can't believe you stooped to this level. An informative I can't, I can't conversation. Work under these conditions. Oh, the things I put up with every week for you. But you know what? Well, tension's good because this week we have perhaps our most important podcast ever. I am never speaking to you outside of this podcast again, ever. Well, you really don't talk to me outside this podcast, so that, that's actually perfect. But if, if you'll recall, there has been a debate going on for two podcasts now about the course of the Mississippi River. And this is not the topic of today's podcast, but it is probably going to take up 90% of today's podcast. So you might recall, dear listener, singular that two weeks ago Steve dropped some very incorrect facts about the Mississippi River he said that it curves like way into or he said it was basically all the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota it maybe went in a tiny bit and I I didn't think that was right but I went along with it because he lived up there and I thought that maybe just this once Steve wasn't completely wrong about everything clearly that was a huge mistake just to trust him the following week I found out that he was wrong and people messaged me and so I brought it up again. And even though I had facts on my side, he refused to back down and he said that he never said what he said. And I, I sent out a request. I asked somebody to go back and watch the video because me and Steve will never ever go back and rewatch any of these things. Living through them once is enough trauma. I asked them to go through and transcribe with screenshots what we said. And not one, but two people went through and gave me screenshots of exactly what Steve said. And I'm going to read that for you right now. Ahem. Steve, 
The Mississippi, by the way, is the border between Minnesota and Wisconsin, so it does run up the eastern part of the state. It doesn't divide the state. James, so wait, I was thinking the mouth of the Mississippi was in the middle of Minnesota, though, isn't it? Steve, no, 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 it's, uh, it's the border. It runs the border. It ends before it reaches the top of Minnesota, but it's the border between Minnesota and Wisconsin. James, I was thinking that once it got up to Minnesota, it veered west for some reason. Steve, yeah, I think there's a little slice of Minnesota that's cut off, but everything else is to the west of the Mississippi. And then there was some really damning screen caps of the route of the Mississippi River, which <laughs> veers way the heck into Minnesota. Uh, anyway, Steve, I believe you would like to, uh, to rebut this with nonsense. So go ahead. So <clears throat> I have a picture taken by one of the space shuttles from NASA. I've had to completely rearrange the joke because I, I don't know why I let you know what the punchlines are ahead of time. It only hurts the show. Our listeners are the ones who suffer, James, because now they have to listen to your babble. But anyway, as the space shuttle uh, Endeavor was flying over the United States, we've got some really nice, clear aerial photographs that... Without, uh, it just, it, it defies any other explanation, James, that as you can see, and the map for our convenience is labeled by NASA. <laughs> We've got Minnesota over here and Wisconsin over here. And uh, I don't know why they didn't have a blue highlighter. They used an, a yellow one to highlight the Mississippi. They had some trouble spelling Mississippi, as you can tell. But it does go all the way up the side of Minnesota. Where I was wrong is I didn't realize it went all the way into Canada. But it does. <laughs> it is according to NASA. And uh, if we can't trust our scientists, who can we trust, James? That's a very good question. I'm going to go with not you. But anyway, I think the best part of this story is that we sent out that request and two people actually did it. Two people actually went back and listened to that episode, not once, but twice. So uh, good on James, that. I don't think you captured my inflection when you were doing me in that dramatic recreation. Oh, I need to thank them by name. So I want to, I want to give a shout out to Devin and Susanna, yeah. who are the real heroes <laughs> of this story. I mean, I know that Steve's wrong every week, but I so seldom have proof because I just don't care that much. And this week, I, I did. Have scientific proof right here i don't what does devin do for a living he works at lowe's come on you know what i think and i think he's like a geography Susie teacher. walks dogs <laughs> for a living thing. like this is nasa man it, it used to be the army corps of engineers but obviously we can't be redundant because that seems like i'm stealing your joke freak anyway <laughs> and there we are all right, so that was a train wreck. But that's okay, because that's kind of our comfort zone. <laughs> so what are we going to argue about today, Steve, besides the Mississippi River? Well, we this whole... All of like the Lincoln Logs that are holding together your entire AV operation in Breakwell Manor is because you need to be able to look at your phone. <laughs> Were you able to log into Spotify, or do we need to do another Audible during the like halftime of the show here? So I... Actually, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do our, our, our preordained argument, and I'm just going to wing it because I can't actually see everything um, that I want <laughs> oh, to see. This always goes You know, well. we're going to argue. Okay. This entire show is improv. That's why, that's why I agreed with you on geography for once. If I had even a second to think, I, I clearly would not have made that mistake. So what we need to, what we're going to argue about, what really matters today, and something we've kind of danced around episode after episode after episode, yeah. is who has the better taste in music. 
Steve, yes. who listens exclusively yeah. to hair bands that literally no one has ever heard of, or me, who listens <laughs> to the most random assortment of music you have ever heard. Right. That. I don't know how people are going to judge your music because <laughs> I'm sure you'll not only screw up the title, but also the artist that does the song. But I'm just curious how you're going to put all of this together, James, because I can name chapter and verse the music that I enjoy. You know what? I just got my playlist open, so you are done. I, as I was telling you before, <laughs> oh, I can't okay. argue about this because it's so random. I don't know the names of the bands. I can't remember the actual official like titles of the sure. songs. I remember some sure. of the main lyrics. Sure. And uh, yeah, now I've got it right here. I'm going to try to have it not accidentally play in the middle of this so we don't get banned for copyright <laughs> infringement. But yeah, I've got, <laughs> now, I've got great Wait, music. what is this a list of, James? What, what, are, we, what are we about to hear? Okay. What list? Um, this, is, uh, this is going to be... Just, just random. These are good songs. I titled this playlist. No, but I mean, what, what? This is what you listen to when you work out. Okay, or like, so what, I, skipped, what is... I skipped off the playlist that, that where I work out because that's just people screaming at me, which is highly motivational. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I was damaged <laughs> as a like child. Like this show, yeah, yeah. But uh, in this one, this is just these are the songs I listen to for fun. Not so often because there's only like thirty songs on there, and I heard them a million times. But here are some of the All right. songs, All which right. uh, I'm just going to read through, and you stop me when you've had enough. Actually, I take that back. There are. 79 songs on here. Okay. Hey, I'm going to ask you to govern yourself on this one, James. Okay. Um, I'm going to start here. So, The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. Handlebars by Flowbots. Uh, Knights of Sidonia by Muse. I, I dated her in high school. But anyway, what? <laughs> All right, I'm sure you've never heard of those first three. Uh, number four you've heard of, I think. Uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty. Another Tom Petty oh, song. I won't wow, back down. A real song. Yeah. Okay. Ma oh, another actual song. Major Tom Coming Home by Peter Schilling. Uh, oh, you don't even have the Bowie version of that one? Is there a Bowie version of it? Earth Below. That's a remake, yeah. No, it's not even close to the original. I don't even know if it's a remake. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia one it time. Is. I was curious. There's like a story arc of Major Tom. There's like four or five different songs talking about him. So I think your Major Tom is a different part of the story. And, all and right. It, I actually like the the uh, the one that you're talking about, the MTV song. All right. Then we've got number seven here, Young Turks, 2008 remastered by Rod oh, Stewart. Oh, Stewart. Nice. Orange Crush by R.E.M. Losing My Religion, R.E.M. I do like that song. Down Under, Men at Work, Africa, Toto, <laughs> When We Were Young, by The Killers, Jolene okay. by Dolly Parton. Wrecking Ball oh, by Miley Cyrus. Like I said, we're all Which over Which of these here. things is not like the other? <laughs> City of the Night by Peter Schilling again. Then we've got some like, <laughs> a song by Power Wolf in the, in the Name of God. It's like a, like a power metal ballad thing. It's just uh, Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. I'm a Believer by Smash Mouth. Like, we are all over the place. Then I have probably the most consistent band on here is one I'd never heard of in real life and it popped up on my playlist and I kept favoriting it over and over again so I ended up with like 50 of their songs a band called The Bravery I don't know if you've ever heard of them but they've got a bunch of songs you've never heard of probably no. and then I'll just stop here with a couple three random songs that my kids really like when they come up so they're still on the list here we've got Blue Daba D by Eiffel 65 I Am a Gummy Bear by Gummy Bear <laughs> And what does the fox say by Elvis? Not 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 the Elvis, but Elvis with the Y. So there there are enough of my songs that you can you can try to criticize but fail because my music tastes are perfect. I am a gummy bear. I am a, I am a gummy, gummy bear. bear. Not I have a gummy bear. I am a gummy bear. It's like a 
a viral song that has about a billion views, which is a billion more than this podcast ever gets. Because it is catchy and fun, unlike us. You have actually brought me to where I wrote down one of those because I'm going to pursue it Ooh. after we hang up here today. <laughs> Although I didn't catch the song title, but I wrote Power Wolf because you use the magic word, which is metal. And I think you said metal ballad, which I, even ups the ante I think one I, notch for me. I, I don't think I think I used the word ballad incorrectly. It is. I, I don't think it's what you're looking for. I think you will be extremely disappointed. Which is your general state in life. You know, if I can make your day a little bit worse by misleading you about a song, then I have done my job. James, you do plenty of that just with this podcast every week. <laughs> All right, let's, let's hear your terrible songs I've never heard of. Uh, well, I just, I wrote down six group names, and I could uh, well, put down a seventh that I really like, too. Uh, Night Ranger, we can go with Goodbye, we can go with Four in the Morning, we can go with Sentimental Street, we can go with You Can Still Rock in America, we can go with um, uh, Sister Christian, did I say Sister oh, Christian? That's their biggest hit. I have heard of that we song. Got... Isn't that band a one-hit wonder, like that is the one song people have heard of? No, well, that that's... Yeah. I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> That's their biggest song for sure, but they're not a one-hit wonder. Uh, bon Jovi. I don't know if you've ever yes, heard of Bon okay, Jovi. I do like Bon Jovi. Now, my favorite album of Bon Jovi isn't one of their most popular ones. It's called 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit. And they've got a few greats, In and Out of Love. They've got uh, their ballad on that one. is called Silent Night. Like, just a great album, front and back. Journey, anything by Journey. All the way okay. from the old Greg Raleigh years through the Steve Perry years. Even that Robert Fleischman song, Wheel in the Sky. Steve Perry sang it on the album, but Robert Fleischman wrote it and sang the original of that one. And now we've, then we had Steve Algeri for a little while. We actually had Jeff Scott Soto for about 15 minutes in there. And now they're with Arnell, the uh, little Filipino dude that sings for him. We had front row seats to them for my birthday a few oh, years yeah. ago, and we were like right underneath Arnell while he was singing. My favorite. He makes me. My angry. favorite random yeah. fact about you that I'm pretty sure you're lying about is that you're a quarter or an eighth Filipino. Do you feel you feel kinship there? Do you feel like you maybe missed an opportunity that you could have been the lead singer for Journey? Well, first of all, yes. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just didn't market myself appropriately. I'm a quarter Filipino. A quarter, okay. Thank you very much. See, he's full bore. Like, maybe that's what I needed. Okay, not enough Filipino. I can, I can see, I mean, there's something wrong with you. We can both agree on that. I don't know if that particular thing is what it is, but it's definitely something. <laughs> I don't know. It probably means I can cook really well. Uh, then we got Poison. I love me some Poison. Unskinny bop. Every rose has its thorn. I'm actually sick of that song. But uh, Poison just got a ton of tunes that I love. Tesla. As you know, one of us, either you or me, fans, they have a 50-50 shot at this one. One of us just finished the autobiography of the drummer for Tesla. Look for that one coming out for Mother's Day. Kicks. Kicks is a band, a party band that I love. Uh, Blow My Fuse is their big album. It's platinum, and I'm only selling this because their lead guitar player is now who I'm working with to write his autobiography. And James, this one's going to be saucy. Uh -oh. The first one was kind of tame. Kicks is called the Dirty Boys for a reason, and it gets good. But anyway, uh, so Cold Blood, Don't Close Your Eyes, Kicks just a great band. And then my other favorite sort of uh, hair metal band is Queensryche. Man, anything off Operation Mind Crime, you just put that album on and play it front, back, or if you got the CD right on through, fantastic, A to Z. Those are the bands people love, James. So 
You've seen The Simpsons, right? <laughs> I'm a bad parent, so like when I was growing up, uh, my my dad was like, "You shouldn't watch that show," which we promptly ignored. Just watched it anyway. Sure. But uh, sure. like now, I'm going through all of the seasons with my kids. So we watch at dinner, other than talking with each other, because you know we're a sure. terrible family. Our table set up like the Last Supper. We're all on one side of it, facing the TV, <laughs> and it drowns out the sound of the kids chewing. So it would drive me insane. But one of the oh. episodes I recently saw on there is the one where Santa's little helper goes to obedience school. And when he's being bad and the humans are talking, it's just like, garbage. And they say, Santa's little helper, sit. Like there's like words here or there. And the rest of it is just garbled noise. So when you were talking there, that's what I heard. Journey, Bon Jovi. I understood two words out of that entire conversation. The rest of those bands, I'm pretty sure you're making up, except for Poison, which I've heard. And let's, let's be honest. Every Rose Has Its Thorn is super overrated. I have no idea why that song is so popular. And even you're tired I'm with of you it. on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, every one of these bands has a platinum album on their wall. Uh, Power Wolf and Gummy. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, so that Power Wolf thing, I have no... I, they, I don't even know if they've ever toured. They might just put out random songs. I am, I'm going to look them up because it seems like it's uh, right down my alley. It is. It is. I, I, I you definitely used the word wrong word to describe it. It's not a, it's not a ballad, but it is... Uh, it doesn't have to be a ballad. If it's metal, I might like it anyway. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm using the word metal right. Now that I think about it, I might be using every musical word. What is the technical definition of metal, I guess? Let's start there. I don't... Why Why do I talk about music with you? It <laughs> where's, just... where's the line between metal and rock? How do I, I, how do I know where that is? I don't know. It's... You're how a do you know guy. You have one well, job on here. There's probably a denotative definition, but connotatively, you just kind of know it when you hear it. I, I'm not a wordsmith like you. I wasn't an English major. We have, one of us got kicked out of college. <laughs> we played Trivial Pursuit at my parents' house, and it's always the edition before 1980. And we always want my dad on our team because... He's got two areas. He's got random sport, sports of players we'd never heard of who died before we were born, and politics right. and pop culture up till about 1976. And that's the cutoff. And that is his area. <laughs> like, your area is supposed to be music. I know more about literally everything else, literally everything else, except for music. And I come to you in search of musical information, and you can't give it to me. There's got to be something technical with the chord structures or with the way the music is done like I, I don't know i don't have words for it like I, I i don't have seven words for snow that's one thing i've learned after doing over 200 of these interviews for my pot my my real podcast yeah. with people that i enjoy and respect that uh, th there's a whole different language that musicians speak that i just don't i'm just i play the radio it's easier to work the buttons yeah that's uh that, that's understandable I guess uh, I guess we just have to agree that my music is better. Like, who hurt you that hair bands, like, your musical taste, like, I, I dabble in a little bit of everything. I don't discriminate. If it's good music, no matter the genre, no matter the artist, I pull it in. But you, yeah. you just yeah. want one very specific thing that was probably big when you were about nine, and you just never advanced beyond that point. <laughs> nah, I'll bless you, James. You're so kind. <sighs> Well, if this started in the early '80s, I was at least I was I was 16 in 1983. Like you, you remember 1983 when like Quiet Riot arrived on the scene and Motley Crue started getting big. Girls, girls, girls was about to come out. Do you remember those days? Yeah, I was negative two years old, so I definitely remember those days. <laughs> oh, those were such good days. And then Breakwell was born, and the winter was dark. <laughs> 
I, I do tend to ruin everything, but I am right about 100% of the time. So I do have that going for me. Don't you ever, like, like when you drive in the car, doesn't your wife just go insane listening to those songs or do you let her control the radio? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. She does go insane. What <laughs> makes her angry and insane is every time one of the big songs comes on in my life, I, I declare that this song changed my life. <laughs> And after about the 50th time she heard that with every song that was like, it's never the same song, of course. Like she tells, she's now banned me from ever saying that again. But James, now I'm up to this album changed my life. And so uh, we got a whole, we, I got about 44 of those to go before she bans me from that phrase. What, what course when, was your when life? When we're in my car, we listen to Hair Nation. When we're in her car, we listen to the 70s or the 80s channel. What, what course was your life on that these things, like not just changed it once, but changed it like 50 times? Like where were you heading? Were you like <laughs> zigging and zagging back and forth, repeating the same change over and over, just kind of flip-flopping? Or did you do like a full circle, like an instant, like a little incremental degree? Like I can't imagine any song that has changed my life in any way other than being something catchy to James. listen to. So I, I, I can't James, even relate to this. You know, I'm a passionate, passionate man, James. You've <laughs> got to understand. Like, uh, I think I said to you a few weeks ago, you haven't shown an emotion since the doctor slapped you. So you can't even understand where somebody like me that just, that feels the world and universe around them, how I can experience music like in my soul, man. So all of these are life-changing moments. Absolutely. Yeah, it just, uh, I would like to see Steve without music. And I imagine he would be pretty much exactly the same as the current Steve, just <laughs> slightly less annoying. There'd be one less thing I dislike about him. Like, without any of these hair metal bands in your life, would things really be any different if you had listened to actual good music? I tell you, my walls would be a lot emptier <laughs> if it weren't for all the pictures of my hair metal guys that I have been sent over the years of doing the podcast. So me, it's fabulous. Let me ask you this. If if hair metal is the best of all possible metals, if it's the best genre out there, why did it recede in popularity to be replaced by basically every other genre out there? I have an answer for that. Ooh. That uh, there were like second and third generation hair metal bands that I think just, it's sort of like with every rose has its thorn. It just wore people out and they got tired of every band being exactly the same. I never tired of it. I like the big hair. I like the clothes. I like oh, the music. It's sort of a blues and funk tinged mm -hmm. metal, rock and roll. That's what I like about the hair metal stuff. Listen to Way Cool Jr. by Rat or it's uh, uh, Over the Edge by L.A. Guns. Like just funky or uh, She's All Lips and Hips by the Electric Boys. Like funk laced metal, man, and blues rips in there, bass walks, fabulous. But People got sick of all the glam and all the posers and all the everyone trying to be exactly like everyone else. And so there was a whole 180 degree shift when Nevermind by Nirvana came out. I will say I don't particularly enjoy grunge either. I think I think that's super overrated. Everybody says, you know, smells like Team Spirit is one of the greatest songs ever, if not the greatest song ever in it. It just doesn't do anything for me. Maybe I just never hated my life enough. Maybe I just uh, like myself too much as a person, I guess. And maybe I, maybe that's why I never had this song where this song changed my life. Because, you know, my life was, you know, didn't need to be changed by music. Because I'm a normal, well-adjusted oh, human oh, being. Oh, it did. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. Wearing flannel shirts and staring at your feet while you're singing. Like, it just doesn't do anything for me. Hair metal is a show, man. So... 
Uh, Pearl Jam kind of built the bridge and then Nirvana led people across it and it never went back, unfortunately. But would you be happier if everybody listened to hair metal or do you like being the weird guy who still likes the terrible music? Like, I feel like you're such a contrarian that if everyone liked hair metal, you would like it less. <laughs> I tell you what I hate. It's anything crafted after about 2002. <laughs> like music is horrible now. But what I do like about hair metal is there's sort of a fraternity of us that are like live in that world. And so I always tell people there's a small handful of us that do podcasts with these guys. And we all kind of know who's down for the cause. Who, uh, if you ever get hard up for a guest, you know who sort of enjoys being interviewed and they'll answer the phone when you call. But once in a while, like the, there's five or six of us that are really into this, doing these podcasts. And once in a while, one of us will get the holy grail that nobody <laughs> else can get. And it's like, oh, wow, how did you get that person? And I have one of those on my roster, which is fabulous. But I don't know, it's sort of a challenge and a game. And I speak the language with them. And it's like any other collector, you're into Star Trek. Like if you go to Comic-Con, you'll find a group of people that speak your language and you'll vibe with them. And I think you'll, you'll sort of be interested because because they might know things you don't, and they're the only people on earth who know those things. And that's kind of what I like about hair metal. It's a, a finite slice of history that I know a lot about. Well, I thought riding in your car listening to hair metal all the time would be hell, but I was wrong. There's a, there's a deeper level there where listening, you know, you're riding in your car listening to podcasts about those songs, and that's <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the worst place. That's got to be that's got to be where your wife just gets out and walks. She listens to, she has lately listened to most of my other show. This one, she can't take my co-host. Like, it's fingernails <laughs> on a chalkboard, so. I, you know uh, what, I, I'm not even insulted. I, I actually believe what you're saying one time, because looking at me, she just realizes how good life could have been, like, just with a normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> she, it just, it's like blinding. <laughs> Luckiest day of her life when she said I do, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, well, I don't anymore. I'm out of here. So we got to walk the fans back to the rest of their lives, James. If you like what you heard today, A, you're going to need a psychiatry appointment <laughs> in the very near future. But B, hit that like, hit the subscribe, automatically download the show. So you'll be alerted as soon as we post another one. Sometimes they're late because of one of us break well. But until next week... And we come back to you with another scintillating version of Wrong and Wronger. This is Dr. Steve. Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.